it's weird. It's a weird one. I won't I won't give too much away. But it's a very strange <laughs> movie. I don't think you'll like well, maybe you will. I don't know. Podcast is back on the air, you motherfuckers. My name is Darren. I am here again with some more horror nonsense for you to listen to to help you through your goddamn week. Miss Monica is in the house. I'm here. She made it. She's back. I'm here, but Buddy's not here. Buddy is not here. Uh, You know, to be honest with hmm. everyone... Uh, me and Buddy had a falling out, oh, so no. that's why one of us is here. <laughs> I get that. I get it. I know. Uh, he can be difficult to work with at times, and you're a bit of a diva yourself. How I've maintained for this long, I have no idea. I think it's mainly because I ignore your text messages. That's, that's the key to my success. I can, When you're not sitting in front of me, I pretend that you don't exist, that you've never existed. And that I have no idea who you are. Got it. Monica showed up tonight uh, uh-huh. wanting to fulfill her uh, threesome <laughs> fantasies. And I know what I know what her game plan is. She, she showed up bearing gifts. Uh, two Long Island iced teas for me. Two pina coladas for my wife. Monica, what are you drinking? The same thing. Oh, pina coladas yeah, also? Yeah. This is my favorite. Yeah, she's wanting to get us all liquored up and then uh, make some suggestive statements and... Oh, shall we take this party in the bedroom, Darian? Shall we take this party? Are the kids asleep yet, Darian? I know what you're doing. And I don't 100% disagree. Those are pretty strong. These things are banging. I yeah, have... that's 15%. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm on uh, number two. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to make it to the end of the show. But I, I'm gonna... I wish they'd make these in a big bottle. They oh, used that's to, terrible. That's but, a bad idea. Uh, no. <laughs> it should come with like a safe deposit box that you put your car keys into. This is all I would have in my fridge if they were available in big bottles. Well, apparently you just buy like six or eight of them. At a time. Yeah. Dump them into a sports bottle and exactly. then go terrorize the neighborhood. <laughs> you and your wolf, wolf pack. Wolf pack, of yeah. <laughs> all right, goddammit. We got some, uh, some shows to get into here. We got horror news, listener mail, all the regular shenanigans. Why don't we start things off, Miss Monica, with a little horror news? Now, I'm very excited because you brought your book today. Don't be I so excited. I haven't seen the book in quite some time. <laughs> Normally, she, the last couple shows, she shows up with a post-it note. Looks like it's uh, been in the backseat oh of somebody's car. Oh, my God. And you're right. What? Fuck. You wrote it on a post-it note. 
and you left the post-it note somewhere else. Why Oops. my who am I is not here. Oh, that's fine. I can, oh, God. I can pull one of those right out of my mm. ass. Here we go, horror news. <laughs> horror news okay what do you got there kiddo <laughs> anything i really don't have anything however, however i'm not sure if you guys went over this last week um the the revi- revival of dexter mm-hmm. you guys did you guys starring do it? uh clancy brown jesse's dad yes yeah i love it i just read that today yeah we talked about it last week oh my god so yeah, i don't, don't even remember uh, are were you a, a dexter fan yes you like that show i love dexter i want to live dexter what did you think of the ending i <sighs> it was a little wacky it was a little wacky. Yeah. A little bit of a uh, letdown, if you ask me. Uh, from what part on? From the part where he leaves Miami. <laughs> I think that's where. Because <laughs> I had an issue with how the sister died. I but... didn't care for that. She was one of my favorites. Well, I just don't understand how five minutes ago you're talking and everything is great. And then all of a sudden, ah, she quit breathing. No oxygen. What? Yeah. All right. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought the ending was... Okay, because it left the door open yeah. for him to go somewhere else yeah. to kill. Oh, it seemed kind of rushed to me. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm into it. So I don't have any news on on Dexter or where they're where they're doing. I guess they said it was. They said that he was in upstate New York. Okay, is where he's ended up now. So we're bringing Michael C. Hall back. I yes. Would hope. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm into that. I like yeah. that. Is that all you got, dude? Yeah, that's all I got. Universal Studios yes. has put all of the classic monster franchises on YouTube. Oh. So the original Bela Lugosi Dracula, Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman, and all the spinoff movies that came out of those are now on YouTube. Now, oh. this uh, could mean a couple of things. It could mean, number one, they have just completely given up on their monsters franchise and are basically throwing them to the wolves, mm-hmm. which is a very real possibility, or they're trying to build some buzz for something. Got it. I would huh. hope that they're trying to build some buzz. I am not giving up on the dark universe. And I know nobody else liked The Mummy except for me with Tom Cruise, and that's fine. I get it. I get it. I don't need your opinions. But I uh, I don't. Know. I would like to see them do something with it. I feel like now is... You know, the, the Invisible Man came out. That was pretty good. I, I think that maybe they're secretly doing something, but they're just waiting. Waiting for the right moment to announce it. Uh, like know. right now wouldn't be good because nobody would really care. Dude, you got to... Yeah. 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 No, probably not. We got to get the theaters open and all that fun stuff. To- yeah. It's like the same thing with uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I did not watch it, but when I read like what it was about, I was like, "I'm fucking watching that." I don't want to watch a political Wonder <laughs> no, Woman, dude. That is the that is the last thing I want to look at right now. Yeah. It's a political anything, mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Um, how do you feel about Indiana Jones? Oh, <laughs> I've Uh-oh. watched every ep- or every movie, right? Yeah, everybody has. <laughs> yeah, did you like them? They were okay. Yeah. I know he's making a new one. I oh is he? Yeah, he is. Oh, I didn't know. About There's that. gonna be it's gonna be like part five. Oh Jesus, that mm-hmm. guy's like ninety. 
Yeah, he's in pretty good shape. I guess so. Uh-huh. I need to get on the Harrison Ford workout. Yeah. Uh, Bethesda Software has announced an Indiana Jones video game oh. coming out. Oh, okay. So It's going to be like Pitfall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro- I would hope a little bit better. Pitfall was pretty well, fucking... Piss, yeah. Piss you right off. Yeah, this will be modern ball. times. Yeah. But I'm going to guess it's going to be like that somehow. I would imagine. Like a okay. lot of swinging. In yeah, in the jungle. Uh, yeah, maybe shooting the occasional cannibal. Yeah. Kind of a situation. I'm into that. Hulu's Into the Dark. Remember those? I saw. Things? I actually read this in the news, oh. but I knew you would have it. Okay. There's, they're doing it again, man. They're I know. bringing it back again. Yay. What do you mean, yay? They were okay. They were not. Why? Not. Which one? None of them. We did a whole month of it. I know. The dark. We. I didn't care for the which one. The uh, treehouse. Yeah. I didn't care for that. That one. one wasn't any good. The the motel one was kind of funny. I like that one. I, I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about the other two. Oh, was, was it the, the body? The body. Yeah. Yeah. The body. Uh, and then there was the. Uh, oh God! Wasn't the elevator one part of that it? one? Yeah. yeah. See. They're, they're, the problem I have with that is that they're rated PG-13. Well, I did read in the horror news movies. You'll probably remember. Because huh. I can't. One of the new movies they're coming out with is, oh, Deadpool is actually going to get an R rating. And it's going to be part of the MCU. Oh, okay. So that'll be cool. Huh. If anybody... I, all the other Deadpools had R ratings, too. Okay. So... Are they bringing... Did they kill that steel guy? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Comic book movies just kind of wash over me. Yeah. I watch them and I think, wow, that was really great. But then I never want to... No, I'm never going to watch that again. Yeah, I don't either. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we got that going on. Speaking of comic book movies, I'm glad Mm -hmm. you brought that up. Morbius. Oh, yes. Which is the Spider-Man vampire Jared Mm -hmm. Leto situation. Yes. Has a new release date, October of this year yes have you seen the trailer I yet i have it looks fuck dope. yeah it looks dope yeah i'm into it he's he's pretty good michael keaton coming back as i Vulture. i know i'm into that yes i want to bring that whole shit together uh the reanimator yes e- the eternal lie oh. is a comic book that's coming out it's going to connect herbert west with the cthulhu mythos somehow oh okay i <laughs> I'm into it, but I don't have the time or the energy to track down all these goddamn comic books. Okay. And I probably don't have time to read them, even if I did have them. I have a whole stack of horror comics over here somewhere that people have sent me over the years. Yeah. I have yet to open any of them. I know. I even brought back your stuff. I know. You you didn't read them either. I was like, here. I just thumbed through the Take these home with you and don't read them. And she was like, okay, I'll bring them back and I will have not read them. (laughs) Perfect. She's like, here, I didn't read these. Okay, great. Mission accomplished. All right, that's all we got on the horror news, uh, inmates. How about a little listener mail, if we could? Yes. Let's bring it back to some listener mail. Listener mail. Wow, that thing is stout. <laughs> Hi, yeah. <coughs> what is this exactly? <coughs> COVID nineteen in a bottle. Uh, the club cocktails, Long Island iced tea, fifteen percent. Yeah, she's trying to get in my pants again. 
That's what it is. Uh, listener mail. This little can is stronger than a four loco. I know. I know. And right? I'm on number two. Great. <laughs> With that, I might as well call into work tomorrow right now. Well, look, man, I'm not. <laughs> I'm in no shape to come to work. Oh, it's two of those things is what I had. It's God fucking. All right, here we go. Listener mail. Uh, let's start it off back in Sydney, Australia, with our main man, Tim. Hi, Tim. Subject line, hello, beautiful people. Hi, guys. How are we this week? Darian, massive congrats on gaining Scarlet's mask on Mortal Kombat. You should be proud. Darian, are you the beach house? That's it, guys. Hope you guys have a good week. Thanks, Tim. You're right. He got me. I was the beach house. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the beach house? I remember I started to, and then I stopped it. Why didn't you like the beach I, house? I stopped it after that dinner scene. It was just what, like... That's the, when, right when things that, start to well, break loose. See, maybe I got to Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Monica. Are you ready for a blast from the past, Monica? Yes. Are you ready to go all the way to the east coast of these United States of America? Oh, my. Are you ready to talk to a young man by the name of Cake Wolf? Oh, wow. Cake Wolf in the house. Woo! It's been a while, Cake Wolf. Glad you're still alive. Like five years. It's been like five years, you son of a bitch. Subject line, pee-pee. Pee-pee. Whose pee-pee is bigger, Tim or Buddy? I'm going to defer that question to Monica. I feel she has first-hand knowledge of uh, the both subjects. I have. I, I feel have like no I idea. feel like Buddy. I've I've seen Tim's. Um, I, I feel like it would be Tim. I feel like Tim's would be girthier. It would be like a more robust penis. <laughs> but I feel like if we were to measure tip to balls, oh. I think Buddy might have him. Just because Buddy's a tall dude, and t- tall guys <gasps> usually have a longer but thinner. Shaft, as I understand. No. No? No. You don't think so? You're sticking with Tim? Yeah. Okay. Just because I'm thinking of all the tall guys that I've okay. been with. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Like the 5 foot 10, 11 range is bigger. Bigger. So bigger. you want like a, like a, like a more rotund no i don't i'm just saying from experience okay 510 511 range yeah that's a good bigger all righty then buddy's what six two i think yeah okay (laughs) she is the authority ladies and gentlemen uh have you seen magical girl site on amazon prime if not check out episode one and let me know what you think but seriously whose pp is bigger uh we're gonna go with tim (laughs) And that's uh Yeah, Buddy will have to show us. We've seen Tim's. Yeah. Uh so I Yeah, so I, if I Buddy's hate, not no, embarrassed, no. he can show it to I us. I don't want I do not want to see Buddy's dick. Oh. I don't want to see it. I don't I, Did I tell you about my friend that showed me his? Yeah, he's always telling you what a big dick Yeah, he has. and then when I looked at it, I I was like Meh. Oh. Meh. All, I thought it was bigger. Than see, you can't you can't build it up like that, man. <laughs> You can't, well, you got, that probably crushed that's him. What it is. Well, you can't be telling everybody you got a big dick because they're thinking that, you know, the King Cobra is going to pop out on him and then you whip it out no matter what. Yeah, he is a white guy, so it definitely. Well, I mean, it might be big for a white guy, but at the same time, it's not nearly going to live up to our expectations, sir. We're expecting porn star quality. You come yeah. over here with a limp noodle. Get the fuck out of here. 
Or better yet, go fluff up and then show it to me again. Maybe <laughs> yeah, <I'll... laughs> maybe it'll be bigger. Yeah, you're a shower or a grower or a yeah, a, whatever. A grower, the, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get back to Reno, Nevada. Here, Monica. Here comes the cowboy. Uh, cowboy. Subject line: Ding dong, motherfuckers! Ding dong, pound demic. Did you hear last week's show? I think so. So we had a, a bit of a thing between the hashtag and the pound sign. Oh, okay. Is it a hashtag? Is a pound sign? So, Buddy wants to make a movie, and I'm inclined to help him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Called Poundemic, and oh. it's going to be like pound sign demic. Uh huh. And I guess it's going to have something to do with the pandemic. Oh. Okay, it's, it's okay. a terrible idea. I can tell oh. by the look on your face. Okay. When she says "oh" like that, that means <laughs> stop talking because I'm no longer listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and had a great week. Congrats, Darian, on 10 years and here's to 10 more. Hope Monica and Mr. Monica are doing well and healing up better and therapy is helping for Monica. Monica, how's the therapy going, kid? <laughs> you you uh, dropped uh, out. You're a therapy uh, dropout. No, I'm still going. Still going? I went okay. yesterday and I'm going tomorrow, but yeah. I don't think it's helping. No? So I I really have to weigh the decision of... Do I want surgery or am I just going to walk with a little limp for a while? It's not noticeable. Yeah, sometimes it isn't and no. sometimes it is. But I'm like, you know, I'm old now, so I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're done. You're not going to bang any football Yeah, players. yeah. Well, so you I probably don't really could care. if you wanted to. But All right, anyway. Uh, as you mentioned last week, you haven't offended me yet and it's entertaining to hear you try. Ha <laughs> ha. I was yelling at the constant 16-wheeler comments, but you did get better, and your Ted Levine impression completely made up for it. (laughs) Keep trying to offend, but you won't succeed. You're stuck with me listening to your shenanigans. Hmm. I agree with everyone about the hashtag bullshit. It's still a pound sign. Fucking kids try to be cool, lol. I'm totally down to jump into Poundemic Anthology and already have a bit of a story figured out. It will be titled, Ding Dong, Motherfuckers, Ding Dong. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Drop me a message and I'll share the idea. Don't worry, no diarrhea involved. Oh. Bit of news for Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead fans. The Bruce, the Evil Dead virtual watch party features Bruce Campbell doing live commentary January 23rd at 6 p.m. He's got a uh, link here if anybody's interested. I'll be planning to watch just for the fun of the commentary. Now, speaking of games, congrats on getting your MK item, Darian. I've often been one to try and collect everything I can in games just to do it. Some fun news, my horror box game is set to arrive tomorrow. Oh, that's that Alex, Alex, Alice Cooper mm. uh, card game. Mm. I almost called him Alex Cooper. Alice Cooper card yeah. game. It's like a, it's, I think it's like Cards Against Humanity, but with a horror movie kind of oh, a tinge to it. okay. I'm looking forward to setting up a party night and some fun gaming with fellow horror nerds. And we're invited, right? You fucking ain't right, we're invited, cowboy. We will find out where you live, and we will just show up. So you can invite us or don't invite yeah, us. Yeah, you better invite we us. We will be there regardless. Because we'll take the game. It's true. Yeah, you and I will win. <laughs> Me and you or you and him? No, you and I. Oh, you and I. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Forget it. Between uh, us, we have more knowledge than all these people. Than any that human <laughs> being should have. <laughs> about horror about movies, horror that movies. is. The pro- Monica knows. Let me. Okay, let me tell you something about Monica. She knows... She just can never name anybody or anything ever. So when she starts going, oh, it's that one. I know exactly You just have to accept that she knows what it is she's talking about. She just can't put a name to it. 
Darian, on Educate Your the Beach House, I'll mention my comments on what I watched. Uh, did get a bunch of films in this weekend. Uncle Peckerhead, fun movie and enjoyable. Love it. That's a good show. Yeah. And enjoyable as long as you know it's not going to be as serious from the start. Excuse me, The Beach House, not bad, but a slow burn. Enjoyed the Lovecraftian feel, but would have liked to see more of that showcased and more zombie action. But in all worth a watch, The Pale Door. I watched this one the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not bad, and a better horror western than any I've seen lately. Witches in a ghost town, predictable, but not bad. I would agree. Anything Anything for Jackson, fantastic movie. Love the whole vibe and atmosphere. Mind Games, not a great movie. Enjoyed the twist, but that's about it. Yeah, I've seen Mind Games. That mm-hmm. one's, eh. These kids go exploring a fucking old mine. Uh, the Body, love this movie and oh, the idea yeah. of a hitman using Halloween as a cover for the killing. We were just talking Heck about yeah. that. All That We Destroy, another end of the dark movie. Not bad and had a good oh, premise. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that is where an R rating <clears throat> would come in. You know what I mean? That's the one with the mother. Yes. Who has like the virtual reality mm-hmm. thing. Or she keeps cloning yes, the victim her, yeah, for, for the her serial son. killer son. Yeah. yeah. Camp Coldbrook. Again, not a bad movie. Entertaining enough to say worth a watch. But predictable and nothing new or groundbreaking in the paranormal investigation aspect. Last thing. Ran into someone who wanted to say hi and recorded a voice clip for you. Attached below. Enjoy the blast from the past. Hope everyone has a great week and stays healthy. Catch you guys on the flip. He's got a voice clip for us here. I'm going to try and hook it up real quick. I'm going to fight now, Simon. I ain't ready for you. We can all do that, Simon. We can all fight with the hands. We can all run to fight with the hands. Come out now and come out and fight with the hands. We can all do that. He's drunk. Put me in that. Yeah, dirty, squeaky, good for that. Dirty, squeaky, good for that. What is that from? That is Big Big Joe Davy Joyce, and that's an old bit we used to do on the show. Oh, so basically, I would say that I had Big Joe Davy Joyce online with his his uh, um, review of the Evil Dead, and then it would just be this Irishman screaming at me and telling me that he's going to kick my ass. Okay, it's from uh, it's from the. It's these weird Irish traveler families that have bare knuckle boxing fights. Mm-hmm. So to challenge each other, they send each other YouTube clips, and it's basically them just screaming at each other and telling, "All I say to you, I'll fight any man." And oh. it, it around the corner, they call you shite in a bucket. Oh my god! <laughs> on, on like this for like twenty minutes, smoking wow. cigarettes. There's usually like a guy doing bicep curls while he's. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, it's beautiful. Try to contain your sexual arousal right now, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> All right there, uh, cowboy. Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes uh, Tony. Subject line, Darian is overrated. Oh. <laughs> I would love to think I was overrated. Okay. Uh, I am not ra- I'm not even rated, sir, to be honest with you. Greetings, Padded Room. We all know that Darian is overrated, but I have a question. Is Sammy, Sam Raimi overrated as a horror director? How many good to great movies does someone have to direct to be a great director? Drag Me to Hell is fine. Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are essentially the same movie, so I'll only give him credit for one. And Army of Darkness is better than good. So, two good to great movies and a okay one with Drag Me to Hell. 
As a producer, he's attached to a long list of great movies, but I think people are putting him too high on the pedestal of horror director greatness. Does creating one iconic franchise give him a lifetime pass? It's a valid question. What do you think, Monica? Mm, um, I don't think so. I mean... He did the Spider-Man movies. I mean, if if we're only talking about horror movies, uh, uh, I'm not I'm not mad at him. I personally think his his best will always be the Evil Dead. I have That's to agree. It. I have to agree with that. Um, Didn't he? Oh no, I'm thinking of the other guy for the Mel Gibson Alien movie, right? So you're thinking of Shyamalan, Dong Dong, Sham- or whatever Shyamalan. fuck his name. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't be my. I don't think he'd be in my top five. He'd probably probably make my top ten. Um, but other than that, I mean, really, he what? Mm. He's 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 produced a lot of good stuff like uh, the Americanizations of the Grudge, all those Ghost House movies, um, Drag Me to Hell, obviously, which would have been a hell of a lot better if it was rated R. Yeah, I that's like that's an okay movie, it's but fine. it's kind of like a chicken shit movie. It's fine you know? if you if you slap an R rating on there, show me some boobies, ratchet up the gore a little bit, it's going to be great. As for Drag Me to Hell, it's fine, not good, not okay, just fine. The main girl isn't a very good actress, and neither is the generic version of B.D. Wong. I like Justin Long, but his character could have been replaced by any actor. The saving grace of the movie was the Evil Dead-like effects. That was all classic Evil Dead, right down to the zoom shots of a grotesque monster face. The best part of the effects was when the old lady slimed all over the girl's face. <laughs> oh, yeah. The worst was the bad CGI eyeballs shooting out of the smashed head, <laughs> who suspends an anvil in midair. Besides Wile E. Coyote, that is. I'm also confused confused as to why the medium was given $10,000 and a second chance at defeating this curse slash possession demon when she royally fucked it up last mm-hmm. time. I'm confused at what this movie was supposed to be. Was it a cursed girl movie or was it a movie about the eating disorder because they didn't do a good job blurring those two lines? She clearly had an eating disorder. Was she really cursed? I don't know that I even cared at the end. I'm trying to keep track of all the movies I watched this year on the Facebook page. I give it three weeks until I forget something and then lose interest. (laughs) But until then, so far I watched all the Cube franchise. The first of these was pretty good for the times on budget given. The second was bad. The third, which was the prequel, wasn't very redeeming either. I've seen all of them before, but I don't know that I would watch the second or third one ever again. You know, I've I've attempted the Cube franchise. Mm-hmm. First, I agree with Tony. First one, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I have started the second one on numerous occasions and rapidly lose interest and start Doing something else. I've watched them all. Have you? Uh-huh. What do you think? Uh, that's the same movie over and over. Well, the first one's the best, right? I would say. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the the last one I watched. Hypercube, I think, was a... Or was it Cube Zero? I'm trying... Was it the first one that had the same thing from uh, the other movie, uh... Fuck, where the wires come out, the invisible wires come out and slash you. I think that was the second one. Okay, that yeah. was a good scene. You know, well, yeah. yeah but... I mean, the deaths are usually pretty mm. good. 
but the movie itself is just okay one room to the next to the next to the yeah next. it's pretty much dies, the same yeah i get you i got you there tone i also watched triangle with melissa george and liam hemsworth this is a good watch a time loop horror movie but that takes place in the bermuda triangle definitely worth watching i can't get past melissa george's overbite she has a fucking shark mouth monica I'm bringing her up right now. It That's just, the one where they're on the ship and she's doing she's, the same thing. Yeah, and she keeps running into herself. And she's yeah, kept, I didn't find her attractive. Me neither. She was in uh, Thirty Days a Night. She's got a nice body on her. She was also in. Um, uh, oh, she's the bitch that got Amityville. Josh Hartnett killed in Thirty Days a Night. Fuck her. Yes. Fuck her. Uh, Amityville, the Amityville remake, which was garbage. Uh, I, she just has this huge oh. overbite. It's kind of... She's old. It's distracting. Well, yeah, she's probably in her 40s now. Yeah, she's 44. I didn't realize that. Oh, fuck. She's two years older than me. I know, and I'm older than her. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Last are two movies that I haven't seen yet, but they are on the calendar and the tickets are purchased. Right now, you can register an account and purchase tickets. The stream... What the fuck? And... Register an account and purchase tickets to stream movies from the Sundance Film Festival. Oh. When I looked last night, there was still a number of the horror movies available. They only have a limited number of streams they will allow. The two I got was Eight for Silver and Knocking. Eight for Silver is a werewolf movie set in the 1900s, and Knocking is about a woman trying to find a knocking noise in her house. Mm. Anyway, until next time, Tony... He also included links to the uh, the two movies, Eight for Silver and Knocking. Very cool mm. tone. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, Hot thanks. stuff. Uh, you know, he might be onto something with the Sam Raimi movies. Well, I just saw he directed uh, one of my favorite movies, A Simple Plan. What is that? And Oh, it's Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, Out in the Snow. Yes, yeah. where they find the money. Yeah. And one lie leads to another lie. See, <laughs> it's not to say that he's a bad director, but is he the is <clears throat> is he a good horror director? I mean, I, I don't know that I'd put him up there with like a Craven or a Carpenter or a, you know, even a Romero type. Because uh, those guys are genre. He's okay. He's all right. Yeah. I mean... Evil Dead is pretty good, and so is Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Well, yeah, he's okay. Well, we got a voicemail here, kiddo. <laughs> oh, boy. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I am. Let's get back down to beautiful Southern California. Here comes your pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? So far, I hope so good. everybody is doing well and on the road to recovery, et cetera, et cetera. I'm and fine. So uh, didn't have much this week, and okay. I don't know uh, who you are. The educating department, Beach House. Um, but I did want to check in on the challenge. You know, I was thinking uh, I had my all-time. You know, the one that's going to really put it over the top and hopefully oh, no. you know we can switch to the good movie I so i figure so. did we lose him <clears throat> stand by there mr hardy tell you what the final flick is gonna be okay. uh for week four all right um it's gonna be the day of the dead remake the oh, no. minor one uh guys a 
Guys had some pretty good flicks. Oh, uh, no. But, uh, yeah, Day of the Dead remake. So I am kind of using that. i got to admit, I'm kind of using it as a threat here. Come like, on. Uh, inmates, come on. You just need one more Patreon subscriber. One more subscriber Patreon subscriber. And, uh, I don't want to do that. We can call the beatings off. Switch over to the good flicks, you know. But, yeah. Um, I guess you got my soul to take this week. That's, I feel bad now. Well, not really, <laughs> but I mean, I, that's a piece of shit flick. And well... What? Revival of the Dead from George Romero next week, yeah. and then uh, the final week going to be the Steve Miner Day of the Dead week. Come on, guys. Come on. Most of us have probably already seen it and know how much this freaking movie it's sucks. Bad. don't want to have to watch it again. I don't want to have to watch it. Anyway, that's all I got. Love you like family. Bye. Love Bye-bye. you too, Tom Hardy. Thank you very much for calling in. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I? I'll just get on the Patreon. I'll put five bucks in. <laughs> Just so that I don't have to do that fucking movie. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Please, can somebody please... Look, hey, $5, I'll pay you back. How about that? Is that the latest one? uh, The Steve Miner one? I hope... uh, No, I think it's the Mina Savari, Nick Cannon one, but I'm going to check real quick. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it is terrible. It is terrible, my friend. That's the one where zombies are uh, climbing walls and jumping over buildings. Oh, and, uh, wow, sma- super zombies. Yeah, they're throwing cars at each other <clears throat> and stuff. Has absolutely nothing to do with any of that stuff. Any of the uh, original source material. Uh, let's see here. Steve Miner, Day of the Dead remake. Let me just verify that that is, in <clears throat> fact, uh, Day of the Dead. Yep, 2008, son of a bitch. Oh. <sighs> Oh, it's terrible. Mina Savari, Nick Cannon, Annalyn McCord. Oh, Ving Rhames is in there. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Come on. Come on, guys. I never saw this one. It is terrible. I believe I actually have the disc around here somewhere if you want want to torture yourself. Can somebody please just contribute to the Patreon page? I don't want to have to do this, and I don't want to have to do Survival of the Dead next week either. So if somebody could just, $5, I'll pay you back. I'll give you your money back. Just don't make me do this, man. All right, Monica, you got anything for uh, Tom Hardy, Tony, Cake Wolf, or Tim? Thanks, guys. Absolutely, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. For following us still. For hanging out. Yeah. Uh, these are some dark times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we can all thank Tom Hardy, I guess, for these terrible movies. And the cowboy for taking us to Indian Flats mm. and that goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to get into a movie here, kiddo? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get it on. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord... My soul to take. My name is Adam Hellerman, but everyone calls me Bug. I live in Riverton, Massachusetts, a small town notable for fishing, tourism, and the Riverton Ripper. The Ripper was killed 16 years ago today, the very night that seven of us here were born. Some say we share more than just a birthday. They found Jay Chan in the river this morning. He's dead. Pray for our souls, Bug. He's coming. Hello? 
There's been no clue as to who this killer might be. If he was evil enough, somebody you thought was dead come back alive? Souls live on. Do you think the Ripper came back to take his revenge? What if his soul went into one of the seven kids who were born the night he died? Bug? Pray for our souls, Bug. But which one? Do you know who your father was? Take a look in the mirror, Bug. You killed people, Bug. Not that I can remember. You wanna mess with someone? Mess with me. Soul to Take from mm-hmm. 2010 came in at 4.8 stars on IMDb, written and directed by the terror master Wes Craven. Stars Frank Grillo, Max Theriot, and John Magaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had Michonne in there from The Walking Dead. Did you spot her? Oh, was that her? That was her. I kept looking. It sounded like her, and I was like, oh, that can't be her. She had a little weight, a little meat on her bones. Yeah, she one. did. Yeah, this was. Yeah. Probably before she became Michonne, in which mm-hmm. she's just skin and bone, really. But um, here's the thing, man. Wes Craven, this was probably his last big box office movie before he passed away. Oh, okay. Now, here's, here's, what, I, here's what I saw when I watched this. We're going to get into the plot in a minute, and I'll run you through the whole thing the way I always do. But I was watching this, and I was thinking to myself, he's following his own formula. Nightmare on Elm Street. Shocker. Uh, Scream, the whole fucking franchise. Uh, pretty much every movie he's ever done, except for People Under the Stairs, Last House on the Left, and The Hills Have Eyes, have always been high school dramas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, you have your sleep stalker, you have your psycho, you have your uh, death row inmate, or whatever the case may be. But it's always boiled down to a high school drama. Oh, okay. I mean, and this is this is what we're going to get here. So he's kind of following mm. his own. And it's worked mm-hmm. for him. I mean, well, I mean, he really hit a home run with Nightmare on Elm Street. And then he lost the rights. And then he got well, them back. Maybe because teenagers are stupid and it's easy to kill them off in a movie. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> um, and I feel like, but I mean, not only are we dealing with high school kids, but we're dealing with the high school um, setting. Like the whole, the high school itself is is a character in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You know, the drama, the the inner workings between the kids, oh, who's got a crush on. It's, yeah. it's high school horseshit. But yes. It weaves its way into his horror films. And I felt like this was his attempt to get back to um, what he does best, I guess. The problem, mm-hmm. Mr. Craven, is that you made this movie in 2010. Your formula kind of ran its course back in the mid to... Uh, Mid to late 80s, early 90s. After that, it kind of became old hat. Mm. Played out a little bit. It's not to say that this is a bad movie. I thought I actually rather enjoyed it, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So, that being said, my <clears throat> friends, let's jump right into My Soul to Take. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start off in a small Massachusetts town called Riverton. And we have a serial killer on the loose. 
and he is ripping the shit out of some young ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's dubbed by the local media to be the Riverton Ripper. Mm-hmm. That's original, isn't it? <laughs> you couldn't come up with anything better than that. And uh, we are 16 years in the past, so we have to assume that this original part of the story takes place in 1998. Fair enough. Um, or actually, it'd be 90, 94, right? Because... The, the movie was made, or it has, we have to assume it takes place in 2010, so this original part has to be 1994. Mm. Um, good news, though. The uh, Riverton uh, Ripper has been identified, and he's got a signature weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a curved blade with the word vengeance engraved on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was identified via some security cams that took place during his latest attack. Woo, very scary. Now we're going to cut to a... <clears throat> Um, middle America family, I guess I would call them. Uh, dad's woodworking in the in the garage. Mom's pregnant. They already already have a daughter. And dad, lo and behold, finds said weapon in his garage. And he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta call the police." But then he immediately launches into this internal monologue between him and his, I guess, eight personalities, mm-hmm. right? And they're all, oh, God, we got to call the cops. No, I can't. Oh, don't call the cops or I'll kill your whole family. I know. I felt like I jumped into glass. I was thinking more <laughs> identity. Oh. And, you know, something mm-hmm. along. But it's the same fucking movie, yeah. really. And he's having this this argument with himself. I'm going to kill your whole family. Don't you call the cops. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, outside, we have a cop, a young cop, played by Frank Grillo, who I have a bit of a crush on. A young Frank a Grillo. Young, I don't know that I like him with long hair. It look, it just looks strange. It was I'm, okay. I'm used to like a spiky haired Frank. Well, Grillo. it was ninety four. It's true. It's true. But in this one, he's got like the long flowing situation. I don't know that I care for that. Uh, he's he's put the pieces together. He's done the homework, and he thinks he has this figured out. Uh, the like dominant personality of the father. Manages to get a phone call off to his psychiatrist, and he's like, oh, I think I might be the Ripper, huh? What am I supposed to do? And he's like, okay, don't call the cops. I'm going to be there in five minutes. Whatever you do, don't call the cops. But in this weird personality conflict, one of the other personalities got a hold of the phone and actually did call the cops. So here comes Officer Grillo on his way to to see what's Mm -hmm. going on. Uh, While that's going on, uh, to make a long story short here... um, Dad and his various personalities kills mom, uh, who is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, cops come, uh, arrest. Well, they have to actually shoot dad. Mm-hmm. Well, we find that the young daughter in the next room. She's probably seven or eight. Um, that see, that doesn't really work, does it? She can't be that old. She Maybe can like only, four. Four tops, but she. Looked a lot older. Stop thinking okay. into it. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying it's going to be a bit of a problem. She was a little bitch anyway. I, I liked her. I thought she was the high point of the movie. But I mean, her character in high school didn't make any sense either. But regardless, uh, shoot, Dad. He gets mm-hmm. up, kills uh, the paramedic played by Michonne, or at least we thought. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as they're taking him to the hospital, uh, we phone call to the hospital. Hey, we've got the Riverton Ripper. And the lady at the hospital, who happens to be the head nurse, is like, you got to be shitting me. Oh, by the way, his pregnant wife is here. Uh, she's dead, but you got to try to cut the baby out before it dies, too. Mm-hmm. you got to be kidding me. There's like six other kids being born right now. So basically what we have is this serial killer being executed. 
Uh, his unborn child has to be ripped from the mother's womb to save mm-hmm. its life at the same time as six other kids are being born on the exact same night. And wouldn't you fucking know, Monica, wouldn't you know how many personalities were in this dad to begin with? Lucky number seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven. So, how strange is that? Yeah. That's not going to add up to anything, I'm sure, right? All right, so from there, we're going... So the body of the the Riverton Ripper was never recovered mm-hmm. because the, there was an ambulance accident and the ambulance blew up and everybody just kind of signed off on the body being washed down the river mm-hmm. and they looked for it, never found it, but there is always that outside possibility that he may have survived mm-hmm. and he may be coming back to wreak his vengeance on the small town of Riverton. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, they gave him a shot of... Uh... Oh, what's that? Epi. Uh, yeah. Epinephrine. Yeah, they gave him a shot of yeah. that, which I don't know why he's a serial killer. Yeah. Just let him, let fucking, him fucking die. Let him die. Fuck this guy. Shit. Give him an epinephrine. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they kill him, and then he kills the uh, his psychiatrist, grabs the cop's gun, shoots him. That was Sl- so good. Good like scene. That. Slashes Michonne's um, throat, yeah. but she somehow survives. And then the car accident, and he's mm-hmm. never recovered, and ooh, the ripper. Now we're going to cut to 16 years in the future. Mm-hmm. The seven babies born that night are now mm-hmm. known as the Riverton Seven. Mm-hmm. And they have a little bit of a fun high school ritual that they do every year on the same night, Ripper Night, they call it, where they all go down to the river, all seven of them, and a bunch of onlookers and friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and things like that. And they do this fun little thing where... They uh, drag a statue or a, some kind of a puppet out of the river, and one of the seven has to fight him back into the river to keep him from killing uh, killing everybody again, mm-hmm. I guess, is the thing. That's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. It's in poor taste, I would say. If I was uh, like the father or the, the son or the, the brother or husband of one of the ladies killed by the ripper, I would think these kids were fucking assholes. And I would probably spray them with a fire hose. I'd go down there with a fire hose and spray. I would spray them all into the river and tell them to quit fucking doing that. My wife is dead or something to that effect. (laughs) But uh, that's what they do. It's a good time. See, now, again, this is the kind of thing that you could get away with in 1989. Mm, Yes. In in, in 2010, the cops are going to be aware of this and they're going to roll up there and they're going to be like, hey, yeah. Can't be doing this shit. And you might hurt somebody's feelings and they might sue you. They will sue you yes. and your parents. And, uh, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. So now we are actually going. This is what they're doing. The, uh-huh. the, the seven are down there. And now we are gonna get, we're going to meet our 16-year-old versions of the, the Riverton Seven. So most of these guys aren't going to make it past the 15-minute mark, but I'm going to blow you through them anyway. We have Jay Chan, who is a token Asian, and he's going to die very soon. We have Penelope, the Bible freak. We have Bug, our antagonist, protagonist, excuse me. Brendan, our antagonist, who is the jock. Uh, Alex, the awkward outsider. We also have Brittany, the hot cheerleader. And uh, an African-American young man who also happens to be blind named Jerome. Those are the seven. Now, apparently every year on Ripper Night, one of the seven has to fight off the puppet and drive him back into the river it's bug's turn bug played by max stereo recognize this guy at no. all there was a movie that came out about the same time called the house at the end of the street uh with jennifer lawrence mm-hmm. he was in that mm. uh he was in the pacifier 
Um, these days, he does more directing than acting. But oh. he, was, he was a decent okay. actor for a young man. Uh, he's kind of the... How would you describe Bug? Monica? He's just a... He's, he's, he's like, not a nerd. He's not uh, anything. He's just himself. He's smart, but he's, he's kind quiet, of... He's quiet. He's quiet. Shy. And he's, he's kind of like that dude that's really hot, but he doesn't know that he's hot. Which, in a way, makes him hotter. Mm. He's like the the chick in the uh, 80s rom-com that takes her glasses off and immediately shoots from a three <laughs> to like a seven and a half. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I just took my glasses off and Morty Pricks get away from me. <laughs> I'm sure you're all good to go, but I can't see a fucking thing right now. Uh, so that's Bug, mm-hmm. and uh, it's his turn to fight off the monster. Uh, the monster's coming out of the, the thing. It's a big, stupid puppet. And they're like, go get him, Bug! And he's like, oh! And then the cops roll up, and they interrupt the little ritual where he's supposed to do that. So now they're all like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Oh, we got a monster. It's going to kill us all. Everybody's like, all right, just calm calm your ass down. It's just, the Ripper is dead. It's been 16 years. Nothing's happened. Uh, if you get superstitious, just spit in the river, and that will, you know... I guess that keeps the Ripper from coming out to get you or something. Okay, so they break up the little party. Mm -hmm. Jay Chan, the token Asian, is on his way home. He has to walk across the bridge. And he gets attacked, wouldn't you know, by Rob fucking Zombie. (laughs) Rob Zombie shows up in the movie, Monica. How the fuck did Rob Zombie get here? He comes out of the shadows. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm the one who do it. And then he stabs the shit out of him. Yeah. It's not Rob Zombie. It's that fucking river, uh, Ripper puppet yeah. costume thing. But it looks just like Rob Zombie. Yeah. It's a cowboy hat, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. Comes out, stabs the shit out of Jay, throws him in the river, like pulls his heart out and then throws him in the river. He's dead. There's one of our seven. Pretty impressive for right. a killer. Well, especially when we find out yeah. who the killer is. Not that we're here to nit- nitpick this movie at all. No. No. All right. <clears throat> next day at school. And this is where we have to close the horror book, mm-hmm. put it on a shelf somewhere, and open up our teenage drama book, mm-hmm. as we are wont to do in the Wes Craven franchise world. Um, so uh, here we go. Okay. Bug has a crush on Brittany. Brittany's kind of into Bug, but uh, she's with Brennan. And Brennan's a chauvinist pig, and he's kind of an asshole. He's the jock. He's acting exactly like he should. There is a mysterious character that we kind of allude to at this point. A young individual that we are going to call Fang. (laughs) Whatever, bitch. So, it's alluded to that Fang is running shit here at the school. And the reason we know that is because Fang calls Brittany in the morning and says, Hey... You have to dole out some punishment, call Brennan, and have Brennan dole out some punishment. And we have a cute little system about how Brennan punches people, and the level of punishment is how hard he's going to punch you. So, because uh, Bug failed to fight off the Ripper, he gets a level 3 punishment, which is like a nice little Charlie horse. But Alex, and I'm not sure why, gets a level 8 punishment Mm -hmm. for, I don't know, just being Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Brennan, it took me a minute to figure this out, but when Brennan punched him, he's like, you're at level three, puh, and you're at level eight, whoopow, and they're like, oh, you fucking goddammit. So, that's, that's kind of a thing, but I don't understand why or how Fang rose to power in this high school. I would have fucked this bitch up, like, 
I would have fucking buried her face in the ground. Well, I mean, she had like her foot soldiers, though. She had Brittany and that crew of chicks. I, you take down the leader and they ain't coming after you. You're probably right. I don't know, man. Uh, I would probably, I would mercilessly hit on Fang. And I would ask her. Well, yeah, yeah, you would. I would. Yeah, hey, hey, there. Anyway, it's kind of a strange thing. We're going to meet Fang. She's played mm-hmm. by uh, Emily Mead. Mm. Um, I don't think we could have found a less intimidating actress to play Fang. Because mm. she is just cute as a button and not in the least bit scary at all. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But um, she's running shit there at the high school. Mm-hmm. Now, Bug has a thing for Brittany. Brittany mm-hmm. might have a thing for Bug, but she's kind of roped into this fucking um, mm-hmm. thing with Brennan. Now, it was all seven of theirs birthdays, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, Penelope, the Jesus freak, left a note for Bug, but Fang intercepted it and gave it to Brittany. Brittany opened it. They read it. They didn't really say what it said other than, uh, uh. And then they folded it back up, and then that was about it. Now, we're going to find out later what's going on. Because it's Bug's birthday, Bug's mom bought him a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And I know this has nothing to do with horror or anything, but these are all plot points that are going to come up later. So bear with me. I'm going to shoot you through this as fast as I fucking can. Uh, Bug's got a cell phone. It's 2010. It's an old-school flip phone. Congratulations, Bug. Everybody else already has a cell phone. Uh, Alex hatches the ingenious scheme that he wants to get one step ahead of fang and her various power plays and the way to do this is because fang holds like a meeting in the ladies room every day at a certain time so the plan is alex is going to call uh bug's phone bug's going to answer it before the girls get there they're going to run in there and hide bug's phone And then Alex is going to listen in on the call. He's going to hear every single thing Mm -hmm. that they say. Excellent. Great idea. So that's what happens. He puts a phone in there. Uh, Brittany goes in and, oh, Brittany, are you you crushing on Bug? And she's like, "Ah, uh, um, uh, that means yes. That means yes, she is. And Fang is like, Bug is a killer. He's been in mental institutions. He's killed people. Stay with Brennan. You guys are great together. And Brent, Brittany's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So after that, we find out that, uh, you, you know, we kind of know what's going on with Brent, Brennan. We get like a, the dynamic of the group here. Mm-hmm. None of this really matters. Mm-hmm. About that time, Penelope is walking by the school pool. She gets, again, attacked by Rob Zombie. Hey, yeah! Jumps out, stabs her, leaves her in the pool. Mm-hmm. Or actually takes the body. It doesn't leave her in the pool. Uh, now that day later on, Brittany is walking home and this is like an hour of the movie that I'm shooting through here. Brittany's walking home, fantasizing about bug. Brennan pops out of the, uh, the woods and he's like, Hey, how about a blowjob? And she's like, no. And he just follows her for like (laughs) uh, all of about 13 minutes. It took to convince her. I think, come on, give me a blowjob. No, I'd be like, um, take a shower first. Give me a blowjob. No! Come on! <laughs> Finally, she's like, go in the woods. I'll be there in a minute. Uh, they go in the woods. Brittany takes off. Brennan's chasing her now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, give her a blowjob! Come on! She's like, no, you filthy pig! Ah. Now, the thing I didn't mention is that while Bug was in the... He left. He had to go get his cell phone out of the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. Brittany, unfortunately, left her... Um, purse. Purse in the mm-hmm. ladies' room. 
he knocked her cell phone into the purse, and now Brittany has Bug's cell phone. Mm-hmm. There's also this very cool thing with a condor costume, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything at, all at the end of the movie, <laughs> but it was very cool for those mm-hmm. of you that have watched it. Uh, so now we have like a cat and mouse thing going mm-hmm. on between Brennan, his hard dick, Brittany, and her mouth out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Also, while that's going on, Bug just happens to be out there fucking around with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, run around, run around. Uh, Brittany go- happens happens upon the wreckage of the old ambulance there by the river. And she's like, oh, it's an ambulance. And then, of course, she finds Penelope's body. Mm. And she's like, oh, my God, Brendan. Brendan killed uh, mm. Penelope. How the fuck did she jump to that conclusion? Mm. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Mm. Dead body. She's the one that said, follow me into the woods, not him. Well, I'm just saying. It was a good way for her to get out of a blowjob. I mean, yeah, but accusing somebody <laughs> of, how about this? I'm not going to suck your dick. <laughs> well, it's high school. You know, you don't really have a choice when you're a high school girl. Um, okay. <laughs> I have not experienced that, thank Christ. But now I know to get my daughter some brass knuckles. That's right. Fucking A. Uh, so she's like, you, she calls, uh, Brennan on his, his cell phone. You killed Penelope. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? No. Look, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, are you going to suck my dick or not? <laughs> so they keep, again, with the running around, eventually <laughs> Rob Zombie pops out, kills Brennan, found out that Brennan actually knocked up the principal's daughter, which is neither here nor there. He's like, dude, what, what would you say in your last minutes? And he's like, I want to say goodbye to my unborn child. So I, I love that saying, fuck your unborn child. I was yeah. like, yeah. That was like a that was like a whole movie in itself that just stopped abruptly. <laughs> we need to know more about what you plan on doing with this kid and Penelope and her prayer prayer circle and all that shit. Uh regardless, he, that happens. Uh Brittany is still running around out in the woods. She gets caught into like a weird snare situation and mm. Rob Zombie pops out and I think just kind of impales her on a tree limb situation. Mm-hmm. So we're already down to three of the right? original seven. The only yeah. three that are left at this point is Alex, Bug, and uh Jerome. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> I like Jerome. He's probably the only redeemable character in this movie. We get all of eight minutes of Jerome. Right? <laughs> I know. Which is ridiculous, considering what a pivotal part he plays at the end. It was the law to put him in there. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, that's fun. Uh, now, pretty now the bodies are stacking up, okay? Yeah. Uh, cops, <laughs> cops find this weird shrine with all these uh, dead, dead kids, and they're like, oh, shit. What the fuck is going on? Okay, Ripper 7. Now we get the reveal because Bug goes home and he's having mm-hmm. dinner with his mom. And we get the big reveal. And this is this was done fairly well, but I'm just going to shoot you through it. Fang uh-huh. is actually Leah, who is uh, the, the Ripper, the, the Ripper's daughter mm-hmm. that was taken from the home that night. Right. Uh, Bug's quote-unquote mom is the head nurse that was the sister of the Ripper's wife. So right. Bug is the baby that was cut out of the Ripper. He's the, uh, Leah, Fa- Leah slash Fang and Bug are the Brother, actual yeah. biological children of the Riverton Ripper. Okay, fair enough. Uh, their quote unquote mom is actually their aunt who happened to be the head nurse 
who was the sister of uh, the Riverton Ripper's wife, and thus she kind of adopted God, them and what both. a weakling she was. Dude, I'll beat the snot out of those fuck. fucking teenagers. I'll, I'll <laughs> do some WWE. I'll come off the top rope on them. Uh, especially Leah. Oh. She smacks her once, and then she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I hit you. No, bitch, you want another one? Yeah. <laughs> you want another one? I'll go close fist on your ass. Yeah. I'll, I'll knock you the fuck out. I don't care. Uh, regardless, uh, that's the big reveal. It's kind of kind mm-hmm. of a neat little twist. I didn't see that coming. Um, and then we have a big uh, push and shove match between Bug and Fang slash Leah. It's like, you don't know who your father was. You know who he is. Now, at the beginning of the movie, during the big... Um, Who's Riverton Ripper scene? The the multiple personality dad was building like a, a rocking horse, and Leah gives it to Bug as a present, and that f- causes their mom to freak right out. Oh, how could you do that? And then they b- get into this big shoving match. Leah punches mm-hmm. the shit out of Bug, uh, and then goes and <clears throat> excuse me goes into her own room and smashes up her dollhouse that her dad built, and then Bug comes in and smashes up the. Uh, <clears throat> rocking horse so it's like a weird bonding moment that yeah we're the kids of a serial killer but i don't know fuck this guy and is very crafty woodworking by the way Mm -hmm. so after that they kind of have a bonding moment but then alex shows up through the window Mm -hmm. now apparently this dude just has like free range to go in and out of bug's window as he pleases Mm -hmm. which led me to believe that there may have been a bit of a romantic situation there (laughs) Uh, Miss Monica. Now, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that there was any, any, you know, uh, stuff happening. Okay. Any horseplay, as they say. But that def- definitely could be. And we don't know what the extent of Alex's relationship was. And we also glazed over the part where Alex's mom died and he was left with an abusive stepfather. Mm, yeah. Who punches him what in the kidneys. What a fucking piece of shit. I would have punched him right back. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I think I could take him. Uh, but regardless... Alex comes in, he's like, bro, uh, we have a real problem here. So I was talking to uh, a girl that is, uh, she knows voodoo, and she said that, like, souls don't go away. They only come back. And, you know, all the souls that were trapped in in the Riverton Ripper may have gone into the seven of us, but now there's only three left, and one of us must be the bad soul, the actual Mm -hmm. Ripper, while everybody else is kind of like the nice souls. So he's like, okay, how are we going to figure out who's, who's the, well, there's only three of us left. It's me, you, and Jerome. Mm-hmm. Jerome, by the way, blind as a bat. So mm-hmm. is, he, is he really blind, though, man? Think about that, man. Think about that. Is he really blind? Uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure he's blind. So they go downstairs, and they get the biggest kitchen knife. And they're like, hey. Uh, and for, for a second there, we're thinking, okay, Bug's the killer because he's the, the actual biological son of the Ripper. So he's like, pulls the knife on Alex, and he's like, I think I could kill you if I wanted to. And Alex is like, I'm not worried about it. You're not going to kill me because I'm your best friend. And then Bug's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. And then he gives the knife to Bug, or, uh, mm-hmm. Alex, and Alex is like, do you think you could kill me if you wanted to? And Alex is like, fuck yeah, I can. No, man, you're like my best friend. And then he puts the knife down. And then they go downstairs and boo, yeah! Here comes Rob Zombie again stabbing some people up. Uh, Mom is already dead. Uh, Big tussle between uh, Bug and uh, Rob Zombie. Um, Rob Zombie kicks the shit out of him. But like halfway through it, he hears something upstairs. So he goes running upstairs to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, Alex has gone out the window. Uh, so 
Rob Zombie's up there. Uh, once um, Bug kind of gets himself together, he goes running up after Rob Zombie. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he opens his closet and out comes Jerome. Mm-hmm. And he's been stabbed in the fucking heart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Jerome, what are you doing in my closet? And he's like, Alex told me to come here. He said, we're going to figure out who the Ripper is. And he's like, okay, well, who the hell stabbed you? And he's like, I don't know. I'm blind. How, how the shit would I know that? I'm a blind guy. I was coming in the window, and then somebody stabbed me, and I said... It's amazing I'm- a blind guy can climb up the window. Yeah, he made it that far, didn't he? <laughs> he must have had to do some fun stuff with his cane to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up there. <laughs> he must have learned it over the years. He is secretly daredevil, is what it is. <laughs> He gets stabbed in the heart, and you are making fun of a handicapped person that has been stabbed in the heart, Monica. I am. You should be very ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm just as big of an asshole. Uh, he gets stabbed in the heart. He comes in, oh, shit, what happened, man? I was coming in your window, and some fucking asshole stabbed me in the heart, so I jumped in the closet. Okay. Who stabbed you? I don't. I don't know. All right, shit. I, he went. Oh yeah! Right before he stabbed me. So I think it may have been Rob Zombie. Okay, yeah, he's he's out of control. <laughs> so shit. And then as just as after Jerome dies, Alex comes back into the uh, bedroom. He's like, "Hey, man, what the hell happened?" Now, in the midst of all this. Officer Hottie McHockhot, Frank Grillo, showed up and started shooting off rounds in the in the living room trying to hit uh, Bug because he thinks Bug mm-hmm. is Bug is yeah. a killer. But while he was shooting at Bug, Rob Zombie attacked him and stabbed him a couple of times. <laughs> so we know it's not Bug, and now Officer Grillo knows it's not Bug. So here comes Alex, and he's like, hey, man, I heard shots. I thought I better get back in here because I saw the cops come in. I thought they might have killed you. He's like, no, man. Uh, why would they kill me? I'm not the Ripper. No, I'm not the Ripper either. And then all of a sudden, like, Alex's voice drops four octaves, and he's like, you know what? Maybe I am the Ripper. Maybe I am the bad guy. You know, we're going to make a deal here, me and you there, Bug. We're going to be heroes here in Riverton. We're going to make it look like Jerome here was the Ripper. We're going to plant the knife on him, and then we're going to go out, and we're going to say that we defeated the Ripper, and we're going to be heroes forever. Except that Jerome is fucking blind. Mm-hmm. How the fuck would he kill anybody? He's blind as a bat, you idiot. Come on. So, but the problem is that he's like, okay, well, uh, no, because that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to do. And Jerome is blind, so that doesn't make any fucking sense. And uh, you're still the Ripper, so what's going to keep you from killing again? And then the Ripper slash Alex is like, look, you either take the deal or I'm going to kill you. He's like, I'm, st- I'm not going to take the deal. So they fight it out again. Make a long story short, Bug kills Alex. Alex, like, releases the soul of the Ripper. And he's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, I had to die anyway because I didn't want to go to jail. So thanks for that. And then uh, Bug walks out and all the cops and paramedics are there. And they give him a standing ovation because all this time Fang slash Leo was outside. And she told everybody exactly what was going on. And, uh, hey, thanks for the help. You fucking assholes. There's a crowd of about 25 people outside. I'm upstairs fighting for my fucking life. How about somebody comes up and gives me a hand? Instead of just standing out here like the the audience at a Bill Burr concert. Fucking jerks. And that's the end of your movie, Monica. Mm -hmm. What did you think of uh, My Soul to Take? Uh, I liked it, but I had a hard time believing that the little guy was the killer. 
I, it was just, it was, and and the power he had, like, he had the power of Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, he's throwing people around. But I know, I guess people with the split personalities can have that. We have to kind of sign off on that yeah. for this one. It's fine. I actually was not mad at this one at all. No. It's classic Wes Craven. It's mm. got all of the Wes Craven elements, and it follows the Wes Craven formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like he may have been trying to jumpstart a franchise, and he may have succeeded if he had not died. Mm. Uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad show. It's not his yeah. best work by any stretch of the imagination. I would. I like this better than I like the people under the stairs. Oh God! I can tell you that right. That's now. That's not a movie. It is a movie. We're gonna scratch it off that it ever exists. <laughs> We're gonna pretend it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever anybody pay for us to watch that movie because I'll come to your house. I'll come to your house and I'll bring her with me and we will make fun of you. (laughs) It's not, it's actually not that bad. Um, I knew, I knew it was Alex. You know how I knew? How? The condor thing. Really? Yeah, when he was like swooping around the class, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he grows a pair of a pair of nuts, and he gets all up in the bully's face and then spews the crap on him. Oh, it's like that has to be the killer, huh? That has to be. But the killer. we never got an explanation about Bug and the voices, because remember he had voices and he was seeing yeah he was the dead the visions too. Yeah. So yeah. no, not really. Other so than, they played it off to make you think it. Could yeah, because you too. wanted that you wanted us to think that Bud had Bug had the uh, personality disorder, right? Which would have made sense in the mm-hmm. end, yeah. If we had decided that Bug was the killer, which mm-hmm. it wasn't, it's not a bad show. I say yeah. check it out if you haven't seen it. It's Definitely. not not as bad as you might think, is what mm-hmm. I would say. In the meantime, Monica, let's take us a little break and come back with some other stuff. Yeah, okay.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Back. Now we are back. We are back. Yes, ma'am. Monica? Yes. Um... If you and I, you know what's funny, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, that my wife, mm-hmm. Buddy, and mm-hmm. another good friend of ours mm-hmm. all have the same birthday. Oh. Not on the same year, though. But, yeah, in the same month. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what if they, uh, I don't think they they inhabited the souls of a serial killer, but I do think they inhabited the soul <gasps> of, of a like, porn star. A very um, assertive, um, albeit positive, hardworking female polish individual oh (laughs) it's a very i don't i don't know how the three of them would come together especially since they're like six years apart in total between the three of them but um yeah i don't (laughs) i don't know where i'm going with that okay but they all uh, yeah well there's that anyway i don't know man if uh i feel like if you and me and buddy had the Mm -hmm. same birthday and were born on the same day at the same year Mm mm-hmm we would have been like a disgruntled supermarket employee, at best, mm. with posi- with with not homicidal tendencies, mm. but homicidal fantasies. Yes, like I'm not going to kill anybody, but I sure would fucking. Like I would to. like to. And if I did, have would to, I like it? If I did want to kill Ted from t- from produce, what I would do is I would hit him in the head with an ice block and then throw him in a pool. Absolutely. No murder weapon. Yeah. And I would maybe put some Benadryl in his drink that uh-huh. I served him. That way... Oh, that's be- good. And then you put the ice block in the pool and then the, po- the ice block melts. There's no murder weapon. You tell the cops that he dove into the shallow end and they'll, they'll do an autopsy, see the Benadryl and the alcohol. Benadryl and, like, and laxatives. Well, you don't want to shit up the pool. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have to clean that up. Come on, come on. Let's not ru- let's not ruin the pool uh, and Ted. <laughs> All right, dude. We got some. Uh, what are you looking at to get into here? I uh, because I can't fucking sleep anymore. Uh-huh. I have quite a oh good quite a list to go through. <laughs> I think I'm gonna sleep good tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna. It, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm gonna take some Benadryl. Yeah, and, and with the Long Island iced tea, you should fe- sleep pretty good. I'm feeling no pain at the moment. Mm. I'll tell you that. And I'm not, I, I hope I'm not slurring. Uh, what are you looking at there? What are you looking at? So I went out and got myself the Friday the 13th Blu-ray box set from mm-hmm. uh, Shop Factory. Yeah. Uh, solid investment. I'm glad I waited uh, as long as I did because I got it for about 100 bucks. Oh. Everybody else was paying close to 200 I didn't get any of the frilly posters or any of that shit. But I got all the Blu-rays and uh-huh. everything I need right here. So I decided to marathon these motherfuckers this week. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 1 from 1980. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, I mean... Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and a short short. Short shorts, mm-hmm. a little bo- some boobies in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's uh, Betsy Palmer kind of wrecks that movie for me. Oh. She shows up and she lays it on really thick. She cranks it up to 11. 
My boy was drowning in the lake while they were making love. Yeah, you're crazy as shit. And anybody who's... I don't, I don't know. I'm glad you got your head cut off. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, 1981. Uh-huh. Phenomenally better. And okay. I'm going to be the first to say this. This is probably going to be a bold statement. Sackhead Jason, much more frightening than uh, Hockey oh, Mask Jason. Got it. My humble opinion. Uh-huh. Friday the 13th Part 3. This mm-hmm. one was in 3D. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot when you're not watching it in 3D. Mm. Because then you have all that weird camera angle stuff of people pointing things. This nuts. one was with the bikers in the barn. Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, of course, 1985, final chapter. Um, this one was pretty good. This was supposed to end the franchise. Which I don't one know if was the, who was, which one was this one? Uh, this would be the, um, oh, fuck me. Which one was part four? I'm going to get right back to you. Just show me the people. And if you show me the people, I'll go, oh, I know. I want to say this was the one with the chick from weird science. Was this Crispin Glover? It may have been Crispin. Oh, was this the one with Crispin Glover? He was the nerdy friend. Yeah, with, okay. the, with the sick-ass dance moves. Okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's that's the one that that is. Okay. Yeah, and the uh, uh, walking up and down the stairs on his hands like a mm-hmm. jackass. Uh, so that one's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. It was supposed to end the franchise. It would have went out on a positive loop. This was also oh. the rise of uh, Corey Feldman. Oh. The, the rise of the yeah. Tommy Jarvis administration. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, after that, we have part five, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought Tommy Jarvis back as like a weird mental patient. Okay. No Jason Voorhees in this movie. It was the a- ambulance driver. Oh, okay. Copycat killer. And then part six, my personal favorite, the rise of undead Jason. Mm. And uh, Tom Matthews. Oh, okay. Jarvis. Yes. Part seven. I remembered hating part seven. That was the one with the telekinetic chick and Bernie Lomax. Oh, okay. I watched it a couple nights ago. Uh It wasn't as bad as I remembered. Huh. Which brings me to part eight, which I remember liking. Watched it a couple nights. Did Jason take Manhattan? Yeah. Watched it a couple nights ago and thought to myself, what the, what, wait wait a minute. What? How does any of this make sense? He gets, uh, so you're telling me. Uh, New York City at the stroke of midnight every night floods their sewers with toxic waste. Probably. And apparently if you're caught in said toxic waste, it will de-age you back to pre-adolescence. Because that's exactly what happens to Jason Voorhees. I just found it very funny that he could be walking around New York City and nobody was like, uh, like, what the fuck? Everybody just was like going on with their own business. Yeah, they're breakdancing around him and Uh uh, listening to ghetto blasters and things like that. He actually gets on the subway at that point. Yeah, and it's okay. Ah, Everybody just, that's a guy with a hockey mask, whatever. Uh, That brings me to part nine, which is actually worse. Jason goes to hell. This is the uh, Halloween Part 3 of the franchise. Mm. Or the Nightmare on Elm Elm Street Part 2 of the franchise. The movie that has nothing to do with anything at all. So we're going to take Jason and we're going to turn him into a body hopper? Ridiculous. It's dumb. Ridiculous. You're going off the line. You're you're completely out of line. Yes. And this is one of the only non-Friday the 13th movies that I got to get into. (laughs) Lastly, Jason X, of course. (laughs) Uh, I mean, a lot of people will make the argument that it's so bad that it's good. I fail to see it. 
I fail to see how it's so bad it's good. This is the one in space, in right? Space, yeah. Yes, where was the Gorney Weaver? We were missing her. She <laughs> might as well throw her in there. <laughs> yeah, you Stick might as well. There. She'd kick the shit out of Jason. Uh, so I watched all of those, and then I watched a movie called Butterfly Kisses from 2018. Mm. Um, found footage about the legend of quote-unquote Peeping Tom, mm. and the documentary crew finds some lost tapes, and they try to track him down. Uh, mm. Nothing we haven't seen a hundred thousand times before. It's on Amazon Prime. If you want to check that out, that's all I'm looking at. Monica, what do you got to tell me about? Uh, you'll be surprised, but okay. um, I only <laughs> I only binge watched the thing okay. one, two, and three again. Uh, yes, we wanted <laughs> to watch all three of them. That's what we did on New Year's Eve. I like it. Yeah, it's a good New Year's tradition. Yeah, and then uh, I have not watched anything let since me, then. Let me ask you this. <laughs> uh huh. You didn't like the prequel. No. Has it? Is it growing on you at all? Because this is like the fourth time you've seen it. <sighs> oh God, I, probably the tenth. Okay, but it's not growing on you at all. No. I would. Okay. I the would. The only thing I really like is how. It ended, and then the Kurt Russell one started. It rolls right in. Yes. What I did like about it, <clears throat> there are some. There's a lot of things that I didn't like about it, but what I really enjoyed about it is the attention to detail. And when they go, but when because like, well, I've I don't know how many. I'm sure you've seen the original thing, Kurt Russell thing, mm-hmm. many more times than I have. Yes. <laughs> but watching it, and then immediately re- watching the prequel or whatever order you took it in. You can spot every minute little thing about that Norwegian base in that movie. Yes. And that is very cool. It the is. The axe in the wall, mm-hmm. the uh, flesh meld uh, mutant thing that was on fire and charred out in the beginning, the layout of the place. You can, as they're going through it, you can kind of follow Kurt Russell and uh, the whoever went with him, like through there, and you can, okay, okay he's going to come in and he's going to turn to his left and that's where the axe is. And you can kind of, you know, I, as a horror dorkist, that's something that I appreciate. Yes. The only thing that they were missing was when Kurt Russell and the the two guys go to the scene where there's the big, the big hole. Yeah. That was missing from the other one. You're right. And I was like, huh, and okay. I don't, I don't think we need to go into the spaceship. <laughs> That's kind of dumb, you know. I mean, it, I, I get what they're trying to do. They want to take us to the next level with it, but you're not gonna. You're not. Whatever you show me in there is going to be disappointing. I was kind of bummed out because watching the the prequel the prequel movie. Um, remember when the uh, little whatever the fuck that thing is called falls into that hole? Yeah, and they're like sitting there at this angle. Yeah. I'm like, who got them out? I need to know. Did they go straight down? Did they climb? <laughs> Valid question. Valid question. <laughs> they never explained that. And I kind of felt like they were trying to 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 dip their feet into the the original the original original mm-hmm. where they those guys fucked everything up completely where they tried to blow it up out of the ice. Mm-hmm. And the, the shit they ended up blowing. They tried to get the thing out and then it fucking melts. Uh, I kind of felt like they were kind of trying to tap into that a little bit with all the explosives and they found the ship. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of got to give them a few points for that because that's something that was completely glazed over in John Carpenter's thing. So, I'm with you on that. 
But I don't want to. I don't want to see the inside of the ship. There I, was one discrepancy I noticed. Yeah. And so when the uh, when the remake ends and the dog jumps out, the dog was the wrong color. Oh shit! Yeah. I kept playing that back. I was like, shit. that is not the same color dog. Shit! <laughs> I know that is not something that you fuck with. Yeah, not for me. God but whatever. She has that exact same dog at her house right yeah, now. I do. I've seen it. It's a big fucking dog. <laughs> All right, God damn it. Well, I'm glad you uh, you got to watch the thing again for the 350 yeah, second time. I'm sure uh, the parole officer can recite it by just by sight. No, he's the one that wanted to watch it. I got to get you guys going on some other franchise. He was like on that one and the hills have eyes. Oh, that's a that's a... <laughs> That now, okay. I'm glad you he brought really that up. enjoys the original. Oh, but it takes such a nosedive after that. Yes, it does. I mean, that's it's probably, ridiculous. After that, you, you get into the dirt bikers, and then if you watch the remake, I, I would actually say the remake is better than the original. But the sequel to the remake <laughs> is complete dog shit, man. With the army guys, yes. Oh god, come on. Yeah, okay, we're gonna you're gonna rape them. You're gonna start breeding them. Is that what you're doing? Forget it. All right, how about a little immersion therapy there? Okay. Kiddo. (laughs) Immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to watch The House? The House? From 2016, yes. No. Okay, it's not a bad show. I rather dug it, but to be honest with you, I've been on a weird... Oh, wait, which one was that one? Nazi? Two Nazis in a Norwegian <laughs> prisoner? No? No, I don't Reading think adults. so. So, I've been on like this weird World War II horror kick mm. for some reason, and this one fell right into my uh, right into my lap. It's called The House. Basically, you have two Nazis during World War II. Uh, They have a Norwegian prisoner of war, and they're marching through the winter wastes of Eastern Europe, and then they happen upon this old house in the middle, and they have to go in there for, you know, to get warm for shelter. Once they get inside, they find meals waiting for them. The place is abandoned, uh, although, like, immaculately furnished. And, of course... The house is haunted and starts to fuck with these soldiers and the prisoner. Not a bad show. Mm. I felt like this is what... Did you ever watch Ghosts of War on Netflix? Which one was that one? Uh, very similar concept, but with American soldiers in World War II. And then mm. a very dumb shit ending. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, that one... It's got uh, Theo Rossi in it. Who I'm slightly gay for? Oh, uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, juice. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that being said, I mean the the ending to this is much better than Ghosts of War because you find out it actually is ghosts and not some dumb shit virtual reality thing. Hmm. But um, for being as low budget as it was, it's German film. It's subtitled. I thought it was a pretty good show, hmm. and it kind of you know. I don't know what my deal is with with like historic horror movies all of a sudden, but I'm 
I'm thirsty for those. I I was going to try to find you this one that I watched on Hulu. It's mm. actually based on a true story of um, uh, a medic that, fuck, I got to get the name for you. Uh, he went to Vietnam, and instead of being a medic, he jumped off the airplane and fought in the war, Ooh. but got killed, and he never got a Purple Heart or anything. Okay. They never recognized him. Nice. And... Uh, they hired it's a big cast to plays in it but um oh it made you so angry like you couldn't sit there without your blood pressure boiling god damn it this is how we treat our soldiers yeah piece of shit fuckers (laughs) anyway this one was a pretty good show supernatural Mm. horror um nazis are assholes so you don't feel too bad for these guys uh, definitely check it out. I found it on Tubi, if anybody's mm. interested. It is subtitled, if uh, you're okay with reading your movie. Uh, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Fingers from Fingers. 2019. This one is streaming on Shudder. has to do with uh, some um, a young lady whose co-worker shows up missing a finger, and it affects her in a very deep way psychological way it would affect me too and it's funny i mean okay (laughs) that's the first thing i thought of when i because i've already seen it the first thing i thought of is monica is not going to be able to handle this she will not be able to if somebody shows up with an eyebrow that is slightly off kilter she can't she can't she has to go home early that day (laughs) yeah because i'm looking at you and i'm like do you pluck your eyebrows what are you doing with your eyebrow there? <laughs> yeah, can you please fix that? Can we uh, cover that up somehow? It's really throwing me off. Mm. Check that out, inmates. We will do the same. But right now, we have to educate Miss Monica. Educating Miss Monica. You. Monica. I have to educate you. Monica forgot her. My piece of paper. She had, I wrote she it had on. a piece of. I guess a piece. A motherfucker, man. She has the book, but. I left it at work. Apparently, she left the, the actual <sighs> piece of paper at work. So, uh, my clues from last week. I brought my girlfriend to my um, vacation home in, a, in hopes of trying to rekindle some romance. And uh, that was going well until I found out my parents let somebody else stay at the exact same vacation house. Mm. And then we all did, did uh, edibles and got drunk. And some really weird shit happened from there. And now mm. there's zombies and uh, mm. weird stuff coming out of the ocean, for fuck's sake. The answer is Beach House, which is also streaming on Shutter. Monica can't make it past the first 10 minutes because there's apparently too much talking or whatever, whatever her problem is with this one. Not a bad show. Definitely on the Lovecraft side of things. You got to, you got to, it's a slow burn. You got to hang with it for a minute. See, that's what my problem is. You can't do a slow burn. She needs a fat, she needs like a flash burn is what she needs. Yeah. Somebody punch her in the face right after the opening credits. Exactly. And then she's in. Who might I be this week, you ask? It's a good question. Yeah. So I was paid to deliver some goods to this remote island, me and my deckhand here on my ship. Uh, got there just as a crazy hurricane was blowing through. 
find out this island is actually being used for some bizarro genetic experiments. Not on people, mind you. That's the good news. The bad news, the experiments are happening on um, small rodents. And these rodents are now multiplying at a feverish rate and growing to the size of dogs, horses in some cases. And uh, we better hope this fucking hurricane blows through quick, because if not, we're about to become food for these fucking things. This is an old movie, I'm going to tell you right now. Think about that. I'll fill you in on the truth next week. Was it like 1978? <laughs> it's even older than that. Oh, boy. Think, uh, think black and white. Mm. <laughs> uh, think about that, inmates. We'll fill you in on who we are next week. And I think that's about going to do us for the week then, Monica. Yeah? Mm, yeah. Um, join us next week for Survival of the Dead, unless somebody can find Survival it in their hearts the to donate to the Patreon page. So we can do a much better movie. Please. God. If you don't do it this week, please do it next week. Because I really don't want to do that goddamn Day of the Dead remake. Um, You find the link to that at paddedroompodcast.com. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Other than that, Monica, I think that's about going to do it for us. Do you have anything else on the week, baby doll? No, thanks everybody. For... Miss Monica, yeah, buddy, buddy in absentia, Jason Voorhees in his various incarnations, mm-hmm. uh, Universal Monsters that can now be found on YouTube. And the zombies. And zombies, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, fucking... Um, and the club. Long Island iced teas. Yeah. By these little club drinks. Uh-huh. Monica, who I'm going to have sex with in about 10 minutes from now, <laughs> whether she likes it or not. <laughs> And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. Have a great week, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>